Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind the scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today, I'm talking about how to stop being vanilla with your branding. So being vanilla, what the heck does that mean anyways? Being vanilla means kind of unremarkable. No one's favorite. And honestly, it's a little boring. And I don't want you to take offense while I'm talking about this. I am trying to not be vanilla in what I am saying to you right now so that you will hear it. And that's actually just a great example of why being bolder than vanilla is important in your business and in your branding so that people can actually hear what it is that you're trying to say. So being vanilla with your branding looks like playing safe, not standing for anything too boldly because you don't know if you should go that direction, or maybe you don't want to ruffle any feathers, and you're just not sure if you should really like push the envelope too much in that way. And I get it. In today's world, feathers are very easily ruffled, but you have to be willing to stand for something in your business or you're going to risk standing for nothing. I'm going to say that again because that's so important. You have to be willing to stand for something in your business or you risk standing for nothing. Now, oftentimes when I'm talking about not being vanilla and I'm saying that you need to really stand for something, people think that I'm saying that you need to be controversial. And absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that you need to know your values and you want to build those values into your business and you want those to very clearly come across in everything that you do. So this is why you'll hear me talk so oftentimes about knowing your values, having those values built into your brand. Because when you know those values, then they can start to show up in your brand and in your business And then you're not going to be vanilla. 
So again, let's go back to like, is this controversial if I'm going to not be vanilla, if I'm going to really stand for something? Absolutely not. Let me give you some examples of brands that are firmly standing for something that aren't necessarily doing it in a way to ruffle feathers intentionally, but because they are standing so strongly for what they believe in, it might ruffle some feathers, but more importantly, it's going to make certain people connect so, so deeply for them and with them. So a brand like Beyond Meat stands firmly in veganism. They're not being controversial. They're just simply having a brand, being a brand that stands for veganism and great tasting vegan products um, if you like their, their products. So that's an example of a brand firmly standing behind that. If they were to come out with meat-based products, it would not make sense whatsoever. And everyone would be like, what on earth is going on? What does Beyond Meat even stand for anymore? And then it's actually going to lose trust from the people that are buying from them right now. Now, people who love meat might not like Beyond Meat at all because they're like, it's not real meat. It doesn't taste good. I'm actually personally not really a fan of Beyond Meat. I've tried their product a couple times and honestly, it hurt my stomach. So that tells me probably a bunch of artificial things in there. So I'm sensitive like that. Um, so it's not a product for me, but I also eat meat. So um, for someone who doesn't eat meat, maybe for them, it's, it's a good alternative. I digress. <laughs> so that's one example of a brand standing for something like veganism, not necessarily offending people, but standing firmly on what they believe. On the flip side of that, we have a brand like Ancestral Supplements. Ancestral Supplements has supplements oftentimes that are the organs of animals that they believe help people with their natural health. So very different than Beyond Meat, but their audience absolutely loves that. Their audience absolutely gets that there are health benefits to having different parts of an animal that you then have. There is this ancient wisdom that if you need healing in your kidney, you should have some kidney. It's kind of what homeopathy, homeopathy is even based on that, or heck, an um, antidote to a snake bite. You need a little bit of venom to make yourself make yourself get better. It's the same with um, osteopathy. It's the same with ancestral supplements. So that's what they stand for. So if they came out with a vegan capsule, it would not make any sense. And people wouldn't know what the heck they stand for anymore. All of a sudden, I'm going to question what this brand is doing because you're telling me that I should be eating the organs of certain animals and they have other products as well but let's just, let's go on the kidney piece. You're telling me I should be doing that, but then you're going to have a vegan product? It doesn't really make sense for what you are standing for. So both brands target audiences. Are they going to like each other's products? Probably not, but both are incredibly successful because there is a large enough market out there. And the brand is very firmly telling people, if you are like this, I am the brand for you. And that is the key piece. You want to be able to communicate very clearly and over and over and over again, 
who you're for, and why they should connect with you. Sometimes that can be controversial, but there's going to be a big group of people that absolutely love your product because they know that you are for them. But let's say if Beyond Meat kind of, sort of, a little bit talked about veganism, it's not going to rile people behind the brand the same way that it has. Same with ancestral supplements. What their product is actually built on is, is that platform of eating parts of an animal to help you heal. That's what they're all based on. If they didn't make that so clear, if they didn't provide literature on that, if they didn't try to educate people on that, people wouldn't really know what they are all about. So all this to say that you need to stand very firmly for what it is that you want to stand on. But you can stand for anything, anything that makes sense for your brand and for you. This is why you need to do your values work before you go and build your brand so that that they can come in. You need to know your values. You need to know what's important to your audience. Knowing what the market is hungry for is what I always say. And then we can start to build our brand. So too often times people go and build the brand and then they try to fix it all and put it all together. And it doesn't work like that. There is a system to building a brand. There's a roadmap and there's a very important way to follow that to make sure that you have a brand that can really not be vanilla. So your brand can stand for anything. You just need to have it stand for that very strongly. So that it could stand for faith, it could stand for giving, it could stand for happiness, for mom health, for dad health, whatever it is, you just need to stand firmly behind it. So let's say that you're a brand all for mom health. Everything needs to be about this. Let your brand be the advocate for mom's health. This means you need to actively do this though. You can't do it partway. You need to really go full on if you want this to work and if you really want people to connect with your brand. If you're going to be for carnivorism, for instance, you need to stand firmly for that. The key is you don't want your audience to ever question, is this brand for me? Do they have the same values as me? You want them to know immediately what you stand for and why they are for you. So are you going to alienate some people by doing this? Absolutely. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. You do not want to have your product be for everyone. And I know sometimes we might think, oh, well, everyone loves it. That is great. And that might be a fact, but you cannot market to everyone. You need to market to a very distinct group of people. And to do that, you oftentimes do need to be somewhat polarizing. You don't want everyone to love you. You need a select group of people to love you so deeply. And other people might not, and that's okay. There is no one product that everyone loves. But when that one group of people connects with you so deeply, they are going to be your biggest advocates, and they are going to help you grow your business because they know what you stand for, and they see that connected to them. So then they can say to someone else who has the same values, hey, do you know this and this brand? I know that you have the same values as me, and this brand has the same values as us. You should buy. Of course, they're not going to use those words. They're going to say something more along the lines of, hey, have you tried Beyond Meat? I know you're trying to go vegan, and you're not trying to eat animal products anymore, but you love burger. Try it. It's really good. 
those are the words that they're going to say, but the consumer knows very clearly what it is that you stand for. So let's go through a bit of an example for this. So I'm working with a client of mine right now who's building out an edgy snack brand. I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on this. Uh, it's freaking delicious. And I kept going back in the kitchen and having more and more of this because it's so good. Anyways, we are working to build out this edgy brand. So let's talk about what edgy looks like. Edgy comes across in every part of your business. So it's not just your label and your packaging or your logo. A lot of people think that that's it. Look, I'm being edgy. I've got an edgy package design. It's everything about your product. In this case, they were talking about the product helped us determine that it would be an edgy brand. It tastes edgy. It's not vanilla. It's got a good crunch. The shape of it is edgy. It's unconventional. All the different pieces about the product as itself, even when it's made of, it's unconventional. It's edgy. It's pushing the envelope. So because of all of those things, we can go into this edgy space. Now, if this product had none of these qualities and it was really soft textured, if the flavors were like a little muted, if the shape of it was nice and soft and round edges, we wouldn't have gone in an edgy branding direction. So your product helps inform your brand and your brand informs your product. So from there, once we knew that we wanted to have an edgy brand to match with the edgy product, we could go on to other pieces of the business and how that would come to life. So as we're working on packaging, we're looking at hard edges or round edges. Which do you think help communicate a more edgy brand? Perfectly laid out font or font that isn't so perfect? Colors? that are a little bit muted or more bold colors. And even the package shape, everything on here, we haven't even talked about design, all of those different pieces help you communicate what it is that you wanna communicate, that edginess in that case. Every little piece that touches your brand and touches your business has an opportunity to bring that brand personality to life. Now, imagine we have all those pieces, right? We have the colors, the shape of the package, how the package opens, the fonts, the designs, all of those pieces working right for us on package. And then we have the copy on there and the language all around edginess and we are not being vanilla and we are standing boldly for something. We are gonna connect with an edgy, bold consumer who's gonna pick it up and be like, this snack is awesome and it's just for me. And then they're gonna go on and give it to a friend and say the exact same thing. You're gonna love this product. Why? Because they know that that friend is just like them and they have a connection to that brand already. So now you've got your product figured out. We've got our branding figured out on pack. Um, now you can look at the other pieces. How else is your brand gonna come to life? What about your social media on your website? What type of marketing channels do you do as a whole? All these pieces bring your brand to life. 
uh, shipping, customer service, everything, everything, everything. If you've read my book, Branding Beyond Logos, you know that I talk about the 17 core elements of where your brand can show up. All to say that it is absolutely not just your packaging, because I know so many people think of that. They think it's their logo. They think it's their packaging. It is everything that your product touches. So again, this comes back to what marketing channels should you be using? Are you on TikTok? Are you on IG? It's certainly not going to be on Pinterest if it's edgy. So like, what is edgy here? Is it doing PR stunts? Is the brand doing sampling? Well, what type of sampling? Is it just going to be everyday sampling? Or is there going to be something that's unique and different and bold and pushes, pushes the envelope? Your brand allows you to go a certain direction really, really hard. And that's what I mean when I say don't be vanilla. You're going so hard in a certain direction. It gives you the sandbox as to how you can show up and how you can play. And I go through different tools and templates with clients of mine to help them see that sandbox so that we can get to very clear yeses or nos when it comes to what we're going to do in the business. When it comes to how the website's going to be, what social media is going to look like, what social media we're going to use, what marketing opportunities. I bring people back consistently to, is that what our brand would do? And if not, and oftentimes it's not, then we go further and we dig further on that. It's very uncomfortable for people at the beginning. It's very uncomfortable, but I love when we have a very, very clear brand and know what it stands for Because I can see the people that I'm working with, they're like a little, not sure if I should go that way. But then I I push them, we need to go that way. And then I can see their face light up when they hit the nail on the head about, oh, what about this? And it's like, yes, of course that's it. And it feels so aligned for everyone. That's what you want. You want to feel so aligned to everything that your business is doing. And you're like, yes, of course my brand would do this. That's what you're striving for. And when you have a really clear brand and when you're not being vanilla, that's what you can do. So your brand can also show up in terms of how you sell 100%. What stores are you selling at? How are you selling? Is there online ordering? Is there subscription? Is there texting to ordering? What does that look like? What type of stores? Mainstream stores, lifestyle stores, all the different places. When I had my coffee company, it was an edgy brand. It was called the Black Coffee Co. And it was all around creating a tribe of people who drank their coffee black. That brand stood so firmly on the idea that drinking your coffee black was the best way to drink your coffee. I'm a black coffee drinker when I am drinking coffee. If you guys listen to the show, you know I go off and on um, caffeine um, now and then. When I am drinking coffee, I drink it black. Why? Because when you have a great cup of coffee, you can taste the different flavor notes. You can taste how great it is when you're drinking a black. Add in sugar, add in honey, add in cream, milk, whatever you want to put in it. You can't taste those pieces. And now some people might be like, well, yes, you can. Great. I just stood for something so boldly that it's creating a reaction in you. If you drink your coffee black, you're right now nodding your head, being like, yeah, exactly. That's why I drink my coffee black too. If you don't drink your coffee black, you've got your back up a little bit because you're trying to justify your decisions. And that's okay. 
My partner, oh my gosh, he puts like five, six different things in his coffee. And I'm like, I don't even know how you do that. Um, you can't taste the coffee. <laughs> so to each his own. But I knew that if I wanted to create a successful brand, I had to stand for something so boldly. And that's exactly what the Black Coffee Co. did. We'd have memes and posts online about why you should only be drinking your coffee black. We'd take jabs at people who didn't drink their coffee black. We would firmly, firmly stand on the fact that you needed to have your coffee black if that's how you really wanted to taste a coffee. And those were the only people that I cared about talking about, people who drank their coffee black. It was a very edgy brand. We stood for something, and we stood for it in a very bold and strong way. So now think about this. If you drink coffee black and you are online looking for a coffee subscription, because that was our go-to-market model, we only had a direct-to-consumer brand that would ship a subscription. So you're looking for a new coffee subscription. You drink your coffee black. You've got the Black Coffee Co. that has a brand that gets you, that speaks your language, that's talking about why black coffee is the way to go why we've made sure that you are going to have the absolute best cup of coffee when you buy from us, because I know that you're not going to be ruining it by putting milk, sugar, cream, anything on it, and you're going to be able to taste the real notes. Or you have another brand that talks about the flavor notes. They talk about the quality, the same pieces, but they're not speaking directly to you as a black coffee drinker. Who do you think that person is more likely to buy from? the person who's speaking directly to them saying, I am for you, or the brand that's for everyone. It might also be for them. Maybe it's for hipsters and maybe that person's a hipster. Sure, cool. But they're going to trust that Black Coffee Co. more because they are knowing that that brand connects with them and understands them and has their needs. So that's for the individual consumer. Now, let's say come holiday time, you're trying to figure out what to get your sister-in-law who loves coffee and you know that she drinks her coffee black. What do you think you're going to buy her? Starbucks or a subscription to the Black Coffee Co.? You're going to buy her a subscription to the Black Coffee Co. because you know that she's going to freaking love it. And she's going to be like, oh, you totally get me. Heck yes, coffee should be drank black. So all this to share. When you know so clearly your brand, when you have everything speak to that and you are bold and I don't think my brand was offensive. Actually, it was a little offensive. We ruffled feathers against tea, against people who put cream and sugar in their coffee. Yeah, we did. And that was okay. Um, it was obviously never insulting to a person. It was insulting to cups of coffee, for sure. Um, but that's what we stood for. And because of that, we had a tribe of people around the brand who absolutely loved it and would renew their subscriptions over and over and over again because we had a great brand that connected with them. And then, of course, having that great product is what allowed them to continue coming back. So I hope that helps you see why being vanilla is not your path forward. I know it can be intimidating to stand for something. I know that you might feel like you're missing out on sales if you're standing for something and that you might alienate some people that maybe are already purchasing from you right now. And that's okay to see all of those things and think all of those things. But I'm here to tell you that when you stand boldly for something, you are going to have sales come to you so much easier. From consumers 
from retailers, from gifting all the different pieces. There is an abundance of people who want what it is that you're selling and have the same values that you're trying to communicate with your brand when you firmly stand for it. But if people don't know exactly what you stand for and you're being wishy-washy and you're being, oh, sort of, kind of, a little bit, insert however you're trying to make people feel, they're not going to connect with you. And when they're not going to connect with you, they're not going to buy with you. They're not going to refer you. They're not going to have that brand loyalty that you're striving for. So that is it, food friends. I want to make sure that you are going out there, that you are building a brand that stands for something. If you want my help talking about that for your brand specifically, follow me on over on Instagram. I'm at Ainsley Moyer and send me a DM and happy to talk to you about this personally. Until then, let's go out there and let's all be chocolate ice cream with caramel swirls, peanut butter chunks, and pecans on it. Let's go get it, food friends. Let's go build your brand and build your business. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.